Hi, and welcome to, and just like what, The Quickie. Where Sex in the City superfans tell the truth and nothing but the truth about the reboot and just like that. Quickie style. <laughs> My name is Ricky. And I'm Meredith. And we're your hosts. And we're so lucky to be here today with Kevin Corey. So Kevin Corey is an award-winning theater and film and TV artist. As an actor, he's appeared in dozens of theater productions in Canada, gracing the stage for Theater Calgary, Caravan Farm Theater, Alberta Theater Projects, and many, many more. And on TV, you can watch him in Fargo, Heartland, Fortunate Son, Tribal, that's just to name a few. And behind the scenes, Kevin is also a property master for the theater and a set decoration buyer for film and TV. Currently, he's part of the crew creating the sets for an HBO series that's scheduled to air in 2022. So from the floors to the light fixtures and everything in between, Kevin knows sets. And he's graciously agreed to talk to us about the most important set of all, Carrie's apartment. We couldn't help but wonder, exactly how was Carrie's apartment created? And why do we love it so gosh darn much? Oh, hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Wow, what a CV. (laughs) That's very nice. Can you write all my bios, Meredith? Always and forever. Perfect. We'll send you that one. You could, we'll see it on billboards everywhere, on playbills <laughs> everywhere. Okay, you know, we have only one. This is the most important question we will ask you of the whole interview. Are you a Carrie, a Miranda, a Charlotte, or a Samantha? Okay, so I, I haven't, to be upfront, I haven't seen Sex in the City for years. I haven't been able to watch the new series. And so I had to try to remind myself of who is who, Um, which was easy to do. Yeah. Because there's, there's, yeah. And there's uh, quizzes that you could take online. Mm -hmm. And Um, so, so I took a quiz and I am a Miranda. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. That's why you guys get to get along so well. So I'm also a Miranda. I, mm-hmm. I've spent some evenings at Kev's house because um, we both have kids the same age and we've done the, the um, Hogwarts tests before. And so oh. um, I'm which, a Slytherin awesome. and I'm one oh, of the yeah. few. And so often it's like, most people aren't on board. If if you're a Slytherin, you usually don't relate with people in a lot of other ways. <laughs> hmm. I think it's distinctive. It's it's interesting to be a Slytherin and a Miranda. Yeah, because... I'm Miranda too. Yeah. <laughs> Miranda forever. Although she's awful in the She's season, awful. It's, it's you don't want to be her anymore. Oh, I know. No. Oh, no, really? We canceled no, her. No, we don't want to be yeah. her anymore. Oh. So what is a set decorator? Well, a set decorator what is... It, well, I work with the set decorator in, in the department. Um, a set decorator is the title of the head of the set decoration department. Mm-hmm. And they work closely with the, a production designer who would design the overall look of a TV series or a movie or a stage play. And so the set direct decorator works with that person along with the directors and in TV, the showrunners to basically fill out the worlds. So they work in, and they collaborate with them on what the vision is and what certain sets are going to look like or what certain characters are like and the information about the characters will inform what is going on with the set and then the set decorator will fill it with everything from from the couches the chairs the drapes the 
the doors. If you're outside, they work on like the light posts and the benches and and garbage cans and kind of everything else you see. And then when it gets, if it's something really specific that an actor will touch, then that goes into a different department. And that would be the props department. Mm. So the prop props master would deal with that. I always look so carefully at the sets of everything that I'm watching because I, I find well-decorated sets and, you know, well, you know, informed props really tell you about the inner life, the emotional life of a character. It's, it's something that goes deeper than text. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's what, that's what everybody tries to do. That's what you strive to do is, is give, is to fill out the backstory of this person or, or add to something that's that's really specific about the a character. Unspoken, the unspoken stuff. Yeah. It, it's so interesting because it's, it's so important, but it's also something that if it's good, you don't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what like some of the people that I work with, they're like, you don't want, if, if they're noticing it, then mm, it's not good. It's gotta it's be, good. it's gotta be specific and it just has to like the, someone i can't remember who said it but they're like yeah it looks like what it's supposed to be you know you create something yeah uh, whether it's on set like in a studio but it looks like it's um, it's in the world you know is that verisimilitude when you believe similitude it? yeah is that what that Versim means verisimilitude <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Let's look sure. that up. Let's bookmark <laughs> that moment. I will get back to something else. Have you seen the sets on of and just like that? Have you looked into some of the set designs or like do you have a special website you can go to to look up what they did? Yeah, no, I don't have a special web website, but I was looking up some um <clears throat> Oh, I just lost you here. Yeah, I was looking up some like with Big's apartment. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that one was really interesting. You thought it was well done? Um, I did, I did, because uh, that—that's one that. Well, he uh, apparently he has all the money in the world because that mm -hmm. apartment's massive. Oh, and it's, it's Park for... Avenue, I think. Yeah, it's, it's like a thirty million dollar apartment. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. trying to figure out how much this these spaces would cost in New York, and trying to figure out how these characters could afford all this. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, his apartment was great because, like, something like that where it's where you have two distinct characters coming together um i think it would be a lot of fun for for the designer because you you're you're taking two quite different worlds and quite different personalities and squashing them together to create their their new world oh their new world is a shared oh that's a good point it's i've never thought about it in that way and that's such a good point cuz so actually that set is Big's apartment that like Carrie and Big live in before he dies. Spoiler. Um, it's yeah, from, it's from the, he dies. Sorry. It happens fast. It happens fast. <laughs> it's, it's from the Sex and the City 2 movie that that, oh, okay. that apartment is yeah. first introduced. That Ricky, right. you and I haven't actually talked about that, but it's well, first introduced it's, in the Sex yes. and the City 2 movie because they have this crazy other apartment. It's like the penthouse. And, and she says they end up selling it and they move into this space. Cause it's actually that idea of it being a cohesive, cohesive um, marriage of their characters. That's really interesting. It's so funny how I, you never like, just as a casual you viewer, that. you're like, what, you know, you see pieces of Carrie in there. You do, you really do <clears> see <throat> this mix, but um, pieces of big were, you know, these records and the collections and the collector yeah. thing and, the textures and the texture, the darkness or the angles. Mm. 
that they use. Yeah. And right. then every once in a while, they're scattered in some furniture from Carrie's apartment. Yes. And wallpaper. <laughs> There's a and lot wallpaper of wallpaper. Too. There's a lot of wallpaper in this series. And I, I, I want love to it. Take. You like it. I, I love it. I love it. There's I one... wanted to, but wait, wait, I want to go back. Okay. In Big's apartment, there's pieces of Carrie's furniture that you noticed? Yeah. And then looking Ricky, on Ricky, did one... you notice that? Mm-mm. This is what we why we have an expert here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but um, yeah. yeah, there's little flares of it, of mm-hmm. Carrie in that apartment. I 100% believe you. I just like that makes so much sense to me. But it's so funny how, again, it's like you don't want you want the audience to just buy in completely to this world. Mm. And that's part of supporting it. But these details, like the actually amount of work and thought that goes into it. That's so interesting. Um, So we talk a lot about Carrie's apartment on uh, on our podcast, because for Ricky, it was like ultimate, the ultimate. I also really love Carrie's apartment, but. I don't have the same kind of like deep passion. Right. Maybe it's, like it's because instead slice. of a closet, I'd rather have a bigger kitchen or like a bathtub. It was very closet centric. Yes. It's super closet centric. <laughs> what but do you that's think? That's her um, character yeah. though. That's exactly. her character. Yes, exactly. So do you like, have you seen how they updated it for the new series, Kev? I've seen a little bit. Um, uh, um, I can't tell all the differences though. I don't think there's a ton. There's not no. much, but they added almost like a library feature wall with more wallpaper. They used which a is, lot which of wallpaper. Is my favorite thing. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I love the wallpaper and I love that library. I think it looks great. Yeah, they put books into the but you know what I like that they didn't mess with? Her bed the the way that her bed was set up was always very iconic with this shelf above the bed mm-hmm. and a chair beside, remember? With and her rotary phone. And a rotary phone, yes. And it's so good. Okay, I have a question. Do you, did they have to rebuy all of those set pieces to recreate I, it? Or does that go into storage somewhere? Is I think it's a- different. I think it's different for any kind of production. Sometimes stuff will go into storage, but it's been so long um, that a lot of times somebody they'll have to like uh, what it's my a job long time. Would be. Well, yeah, what my job would be is to, and it happened on this TV show that I'm working on where we had a, the, something that was filmed and then months later, they wanted to pick up, do a, a little insert on the same set, but we no longer had that set. And, and what they usually do, they'll finish with the set and they'll pack it all up and label it and keep it. But in this one particular place, it was a rented uh, house. It was an actual house. And in one room, they kept the the owner's furniture. Mm. And that was the one room that we had to do a, a reshoot on or to do an insert. And we didn't have that furniture. <laughs> so my job was to find that exact, those exact pieces of furniture. How did you do it again? How? Which was days. It was just a couple, it was days of just searching everywhere and searching, trying to find the manufacturer of the, of it and then calling the manufacturer and then the, they haven't made that piece in you know 20 years yeah. so then you search then you call other manufacturers that have something similar or and then we started looking into well maybe the character um because it's going into a, a flashback so maybe the characters had a different bedroom set then you know something that would work mm-hmm. with that and then we ended up like just combing through 
every Facebook marketplace and Kijiji site to finally find the exact match of the set of the little and pieces. So, so you found it and then you, you filmed that that scene and then you got rid of it again. Yeah. No, good God. We oh, then you just kept it because what if you needed to do it again? That's wow. It's packed up safe, safely. <laughs> um, oh, one thing that I read about uh, this reboot um, when I was kind of looking at, looking at the pictures of the sets and everything. And I, I read something that, you know, that's one thing that they might have to do is find the exact matches. But fortunately for this show, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, had purchased all of her furniture. Yeah. And she, Is, was that for her Airbnb? I don't know. I don't know. But it, she had purchased all the furniture and it was in storage. I so love God when they bless. came back to go to do the, the set, apparently she had all the old furniture. Well, and she had her old clothes too. So apparently she either purchased or kept or was gifted her old wardrobe from the show. So she, they right. were able to bring back all of these Easter eggs for fans, you know, of, of like the legit pieces that she used yeah, to have. So yeah. same with furniture. Same with so the furniture. Yeah. It, it makes me so happy as a viewer, but it also like blows my mind that SJP is like, I'm going to drop five mil on this coffee table and this lamp that I'm going to put in a storage locker for an indefinite amount of time for nostalgia purposes. Like I just throw out my one, my lose like my kindergartners, all of his like, Grade Drawings? one or his kindergarten <laughs> artwork because I was like, This can go in the recycling, you're in grade one now. Like, yeah, I, but they, maybe they she put just it, like she was so attached to it, so know? attached to it, or knew that some of these things are quite iconic. It's it'd be interesting yeah. to be the harp, like the, the you know, the the holder of all these iconic pieces. Yeah, or she could have been just saving them to make some good bank off of it. That's right. Yeah, selling to the super fans. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Ricky and I can pool our pennies. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, something that I've always loved about Carrie's apartment is that the way that the show has always handled the fusion between her interior, which I I honestly thought was in that building. I was like, it's filmed in a brownstone, (laughs) which like, of course it's not. But like how they handled it so seamlessly, this like exterior space that I assume is just like an exterior shot, right? And then they go into a soundstage that's in her apartment. Is that like... Is that what happens? So is that, that what happens? That is yeah. literally a set. Mm-hmm. that I believe with all my heart is an actual apartment. Yeah, and that's what you're supposed to believe. And a lot of time the, that okay. happens, like we do a lot of that. So the, the exteriors are shot you know, in, in New street. York or wherever. Yeah, yeah. And then, then as soon as you open the door, it, it goes into a, into a soundstage, not all the time. Sometimes it's filmed in the actual uh, location on location. They, yeah. I think it all depends on, you know, what they, it's something like a TV series. I'm sure we would all be in, in studio because you had just have more control and time. Like, like you, yeah. Like you can just spend, hours hundreds of hours on that show in the studio rather than having to block off a street all the time and yeah, exactly whatever yeah you gotta block off the street and then you have to do it in the daytime if it's daytime you mm. have to do it at nighttime so that you have so much more control where you just when you set it in a in the studio how it's pretty you- amazing how they could how <laughs> like even on the tv show i'm working on we have all this stuff in the studio and it just it's just made so real <laughs> Like even exterior sets 
in studios and you're just like this is it's it's it tricks me i believe it it's it's so human right like that i just think of ikea like even wandering around ikea and you see these like home setups yeah Mm -hmm. and it's so there's something about that lived environment and the details that just feel it's almost like on a subconscious level you see it as like familiar or comforting or there, do you those, know what I mean? It's like visual cues that make you believe like, um, what is it like a suspended? Well, I'm, it's all like theater school stuff, like suspended disbelief. We want to believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we do hook, line and sinker. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So, so how do these, Ricky, I'm jumping in. Sorry, but I'm just curious about how do these sets, how do the sets and props influence an actor's performance? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it feels like coming from theater, it's such a different, it's the same and different, you know, in theater, you're, you're always aware that you're, you're on a set, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Because there's, you don't have the fourth wall and you can see the audience and you could hear them and, and smell them sometimes. Um, Um, but then when you're on set, you like a lot of the times you're, you know, yes, there's the cameras and everything like that, but some, sometimes you're in the real environment, you know, you're actually walking through a forest or right. you're walking down a back alley. And uh, one of the people that I'm working with now, they put it a great way when we first started filming. And um, I can't remember exact his exact quote, but he was, he said, you know, our job is to create the world and try to make it as real as possible. Um, so that the actor doesn't have to worry about that. Then they don't have to endow um, that. And then they could they could just do their job and they could live in it and make it, you know. Um, have you, well, have you ever had an actor give feedback about certain details and the minutia of a set to help make it a more believable space for him or her or them? Like um, the detail work, like, oh, I need, you know, I need this exact oh, yeah. thing. For sure. And in, in theater, in film, I don't, we don't, we don't have that relationship with the actors. Mm. Sometimes it'll go through, it might, a note might go through the director and, and down. Um, but by the time they're using it, where our job is done. Your job is um, done and then props. Yeah. Yeah. But in theater, yeah, for sure. Um, which I, I always love um, because I, that's where I came from starting out acting first. And so, in theater i would love it if 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 i made something that was an, an like an important prop or something for a character and they had some notes or some wishes and you know oh could you just make it a little bit like this that would help me and I, I love that kind of stuff that interaction and because that's what our job my job is to make their performance easier for them or not easier but it's it's to to enhance it you know right I'm like so, so much of this because I was an actor too, which you talked about on the podcast before, but like, there's just so many elements of, about this that I'm loving this idea of like, are human beings like psychosomatic response to their environment? And like, just filming that is fascinating. If the mm-hmm. environment is set up in a way that allows it, like that blows my mind. <laughs> like who, you don't need to go to acting school. Just yeah, have like a good all. set deck and props master. <laughs> Well, no? doesn't that doesn't that do a lot of the work for you? Because think of how many bad actors you see on screen 
in sumptuous sets, great directing, great lighting, and it can carry them a long yeah. way. The the uh, Charlotte sets act for her. <laughs> do you, yeah. have you? <laughs> they do half the acting for her. Um, do you have a favorite? Did you look at all of the characters' environments? Yeah. At all? Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. Does is do, do any or a least favorite? Well, I, th I, th I like Carrie's. Carrie's. I like the style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she's got, you know, more it, it kind of just more pieces in, in her apartment that I would be like, yeah, I want that in my room. I want it's that. Pretty like, good, her, eh? her little mid-century teak furniture. and Well, and, and um, that's from like, I think that blows my mind because all of that furniture was already in place in like the late 90s in the series because that hasn't <laughs> changed. Was that not pretty trend-setting? Yeah, in the late 90s, I think that's when that whole style was, you know, coming back. Mm -hmm. And it still hasn't left in the 20 years since it started. <laughs> like, but that that was definitely like that whole mid-century style at the, in the late 90s. Because that's when I started getting into it, too. Not buying it, but just like reading it in magazines. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of the a lot of the stuff in that show was very trendsetting, you know? I think so for, well, for definitely for fashion, but I think the sets, you know, really did a lot too for the world of, of like kind of pop culture and design and, and mm -hmm. those types of things. It's that New York thing too, right? People want <laughs> New York. It's yeah. that New York thing. So I feel like, I mean, this is me guessing cause I am a super fan, but so you'd recognize the friend you'd recognize central perk. You'd recognize Monica and Rachel's apartment. You'd recognize Jerry's apartment from Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. I feel like you'd recognize Carrie's apartment. Like, I think it's that iconic, right? If you saw, if there was like a Lego set you could buy of Carrie's apartment. Yeah, I think so, for sure. You, you right? could put it together. Yeah. yeah. You'd know what to do. If you saw someone typing at a MacBook by a window, who would you think of? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like a, that's the shot, though. That's that iconic shot of her. It totally is. So, so you were talking about creating sets as like in the, or creating prop pieces when you were a property master, when you do that in the theater, have you ever had an experience as an actor where either like the set or a specific prop has like really shifted or impacted mm. your performance? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like a lot of, well, anytime doing like any little bits in film and tv for sure because you're there in the environment like i did it's this little tactile. bit in the, yeah a couple months ago a little bit on a tv show that was um set in the 1800s and i'm like oh it's just like the work is done for you like there's a cow right there and there's a horse and like it's just it's there for you you know um so it makes it does make the job a lot easier so you don't have to um not fake anything or or you don't have to worry about that you can have just you, like you you show up yeah have you done have you ever had like a super weird prop request design like something so bizarre that it still <laughs> blows your mind <laughs> um yeah probably i i was trying to think of some stuff i'm when I first started doing props, I it was at a, a theater in Calgary called Vertigo Theater, and it specializes in thrillers and murder mysteries. Love it. 
hard-boiled. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of times where things online where I'm like, I think I'm flagged. I must be flagged somewhere, you know, <laughs> looking for just weird, you know, well, stabby gun, knives like and guns. guns and, and, yeah, Machetes, yeah. 18th yeah. century sabers. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is a dead dove look like? Because I have to make a dead dove. Like weird things. You probably were like stuffed monkeys. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah, of handcuffs. <laughs> a lot of handcuffs. A lot of handcuffs. And one thing I found about a handcuffs because they're very small and very uncomfortable. <laughs> Real handcuffs. Um, so I started buying handcuffs for uh, for props that were actual ankle cuffs because it's a lot bigger. Oh, and so you would have so it's easier for the actors when they're like getting dragged around on stage and the best place to find the ankle cuffs is at uh sex shops oh absolutely so, okay what, hi so there's a couple of sex shops where i go and buy ankle cuffs and they usually come with like pink fur and stuff yeah. on them. <laughs> so i have to take it off and then there you have it and they they have little quick releases on them and they're they're perfect for theater <laughs> have we inspired that you? is funny have we inspired you to like watch the show and revel in all the sets and just really submerge yourself into this? I do. I do. I should, we should, I should talk to my wife, Vanessa. She, we should both watch it. So I don't I've, think she's seen it either. I have a recommendation. Watch, mm -hmm. watch the show and then listen to our podcast. Yeah. Guidance. <laughs> and you will love it. I think you'll like it. He I says humbly. I think you'll love it. I think it'll be life-changing. <laughs> Thank you for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I had some this is new information that you haven't so heard before. Fascinating to it me. Was, it's so fascinating. Me too. I love it. I felt like I knew a lot about it, but I was actually like, I really, I, I found it super interesting. I would yeah. never uh, have known. And just thanks, like that. Guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>